Let's go. Welcome to Also Pimentos Podcast. My name is Sean. I'm speaking with Kyle. Are you there? Yeah, yeah. What's up, buddy? There you go, Kyle from the uh, Filthy Radicals. How's it going? It's going great, man. Happy New Year to you. Yeah, you're the uh, you're the first podcast of 2024. Holy shit! Yeah, there we go. I don't know what that means, but it means whatever. It's cool, I guess. (laughs) There's no prize, but there should be. All right. Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay, and that's it. Bye now. Um, so how did the band start? Uh, band started, um, me and, uh, Mr. Cody DeVoe, the bass player of the Filthy Radicals, we started in, uh, I think it must have been grade 10, 2005, I think, uh, in Center Dufferin District High School. And where is that? Ontario. There you go, Shelburne, Ontario. Yeah, we were just talking, uh, Jennifer and I are from the same area, Dufferin County. Yeah, which is, dude, worlds collide, like, the world just keeps getting smaller and smaller. Yeah, it's nuts, man. I just, uh, that just blew my mind. Um... <laughs> So was it uh, was it always the Filthy Radicals, or was there like bands before that that became the Filthy Radicals? Um, there was always uh, that was the main one. Um, there was always like playing around for years and years and years. Um, of me and my best friend Frank, we always wanted to start a band, but you know we couldn't find a drummer or you know just coming up and like learning guitar. We didn't really get to experience anything that was like. Uh, how do you say like a like a prodigy high school band or anything nothing really happened until i met cody and cody was just like i remember asking him in the hallway because he really really wanted to be in a band and i was looking for a bass player and uh, frank was going to a different school so that eventually never happened uh we were in a band called uh cutthroat jimmy but you know nothing happened with it and i remember going up to cody in the hallway and he was like hey like uh, i heard you play guitar and then he's like i play bass and i remember being such a dick and I was just like, can you play, like, Maxwell Murder or, like, Bring Out Your Dead by any flag? He's like, no. <laughs> I'm like, well, then you can't be in a band. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was just an asshole. So we learned it. He learned the whole song. And then uh, we started playing, like, unseen covers and, like, ranted together. We found a drummer who eventually, you know, was, as you go um, from a high school band, like, uh, certain people don't work out, uh, not really with the program or want the same ideals as you do. So they kind of you know, bow out or you just move on. And I remember Cody playing. <laughs> He's like, oh, here's Bring Out Your Dead by any flag. And I was like, yeah, I'm sorry I said that because I actually don't know the song. Oh, really? That's amazing. What's your favorite <laughs> any flag album? Uh, yeah. Going back, like before all the terrible shit uh, that just came out about him. Oh, yeah, well, um, they broke up, right? So he's a real piece of shit now, huh? Oh, man, what a... What a heartbreaking thing to hear. Yeah. You, know, you, 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 have, you have one of those bands that's, you, you trust and you hope. Like, there's so many, like, rock star stories out there and you hear terrible things about, you know, great musicians and people who have, like, a, a safe message out there and then they just end up being a piece of shit and it just, it just breaks your fucking heart, man. Yeah, because they did like, some really good stuff too. Like, when they were on Fat Records, man, they did some fucking amazing stuff. Hell yeah! Like even um, he, our friend Michael Krusty, he has uh, he, the podcast on um, much like yourself, yeah. And he got to uh, talk to Chris Number Two from Any Flag, and he like if you if you're ever like bored or whatever, I really recommend listening to it because Chris Number Two talking about Any Flag in the early years, like I had no idea that the original bass player was from Toronto, and yeah, it was, uh, it was just it was just a girl from Toronto. I had no fucking idea. Yeah, and she would travel and like play with them, and then once they replaced. Um, her with Chris number two Chris number two had like six months to learn every single song and like get good at bass and he, he just like buckled down and he did it and just between him his stage presence and Billy Joe Armstrong mm-hmm. like just just the, the level of intensity like that's all always what I wanted to do I always wanted to like jump higher mm-hmm. than they did and like be a little bit more energetic and whatever you know but now I'm a uh, I, I gotta get back to the gym because uh, I'm not jumping as high as I'd like, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you on that one. Well, that's what happens to you, right? Like with the winter blahs and whatnot, too. Oh, especially especially here in Canada. If anyone's listening from the states, uh, southern states, it's uh, it's a little bit different up here. It's very uh, husky. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's like that. Well, it's cold out west here right now. Um, oh, of course, man. It's, it's beard season, brother. <laughs> yeah, and I'm growing mine right now. I'm trying to grow it, anyways. I just get annoyed with it because I just end up 
shaving it off because it just scratches my neck. I don't know how people with beards do it, man. Oh, it's I, I my buddy uh, Sean from the Cream Show. He's got like a biker beard, and honestly, like I watch him just eat uh, like Wendy's sometimes before band <laughs> practice. We play in a, a Operation Ivy cover band, yeah. and I look over and like he doesn't give a shit. He just eats it, and he's got this big old biker beard. I'm like, man, I wish I had that confidence. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's uh, I just can't do it. Man. Uh, but any flag album, I I don't have a favorites. I have. Yeah. Uh, favorite select songs for which mood i'm in yeah um depending on what i want but i a favorite album is very hard to choose I, I i don't have an answer for you on that one yeah i know i'm looking on there too because i think they've taken on the i think fat took off their other uh anti-flag albums on off of spotify yeah that was uh it was it was a painful thing because like i didn't realize that holy shit eh? pardon I, i'm just on spotify right now and it's like they've taken down I guess Fat took down all their uh, records that they put out with Andy Flag off Spotify. Well, solidarity, man. As soon as you find that's fucking nuts, eh? That's crazy. That just like, blew my mind. Yeah, it's it's sad. It's it's really really sad. Like it's almost goes back to that whole thing of like, you know, who can you trust? Yeah, exactly. Right. It's yeah. that's fucking crazy. Well, it sort of makes sense too. So when you guys did um, your first album. And that's uh, I am going to say. Uh, sorry, your uh, the latest. Sorry, the latest single, Freedom Forty Five, Twenty Twenty One. Well, like our first album. Maybe? No, no, no. Sorry, the single. Sorry, I was going to talk about the first album, but I wanted to talk about uh, Freedom Forty Five. <laughs> sorry, I'm all over the place. Yeah, no, no. Uh, Freedom Forty Five. Yes, uh, came out on Curse Blessings Records. It was uh, recorded in a cabin in the middle of nowhere during COVID. Wicked. How the how was the recording process for that? Painful. We were all deathly scared, much like everyone was at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, we had booked three studios three months prior to the album coming out. Mm-hmm. Or sorry, sorry, it's uh, it like the end date, and uh, every single studio canceled on us. So we really? were kind of left with about a month and a half with us twiddling our thumbs, wondering. Like what? The, what the fuck are we gonna do? Mm-hmm. And uh, finally, Cody's uncle, who's always been such a gem to us, and just very supportive. Like gave Cody his first bass when he was like thirteen, fourteen, and like always just helped us out. He said, "You know, I have I, other other this COVID restrictions and stuff like that. How about you guys come out here? I have a shed, like mm-hmm. cabin, the bunky, as he calls it." Uh, it's where he keeps all his musical equipment. That's just where he goes and like hooks up and like just you know has his own little man cave. He's yeah. Like, bring your bring your equipment. All I ask is that you guys don't come in the house. And it was like one of those if you guys got a shit shit in the woods kind of thing, you know. Oh really? Yeah, because of COVID. Yeah. Yeah. So we we went up there and we were, we were there for oh god I, I don't even know how many days we were there, but mm-hmm. it was uh, you know mass up like we we all because of covid and what was happening and because we were pressed because the record had to come out we all stayed in like each other's bubbles like made sure it was a family thing so that Mm -hmm. way like you know like least resistance less contact with the the rest of the world so we can actually get it you know it done yeah uh, it, it was it was nice because like we hadn't seen each other in so long and when we were all like in this little like 500 square foot cabin together like it was just like old times it was it was actually quite nice doing that album yeah, um, yeah. It must have been hard too, because uh, even to track that in that cabin too. Like, did you guys have to soundproof it yourselves or no? Or uh, it was literally in the middle of nowhere, so it didn't matter how loud we were, yeah, or anything. You know what I mean? Like, we obviously like we we had to take some stuff off shelves because we were like bouncing stuff off the walls. Like uh, our drummer Jackson, he's a he's a big he's a big boy, so he's he's got a heavy hand, right? So once he hits the snare drum, like there's shit falling off the walls, you know? Yeah, and you guys were on Curse of Blessing Records for that one too, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good one. Uh, Al Nolan and uh, Doug Smarts were really, really nice. We had a. They got wind of the deal that we had with Stomp coming up, and they uh, they approached us and said, "Hey, it was like we know you guys are going with Stomp, but like, how'd you like to do a record with us beforehand?" And we're like, we jumped at it. It was like it was it was very very thankful for that opportunity to do that, and it was really really cool to like. Well, it sucked that 
both albums came out the same month. We didn't expect that to happen, but at the same time, too, like our manager says, he's like, no one's really ever done that before, so that's kind of like maybe look at the positive of it, you know? Yeah, for sure. Are you talking about uh, the uh, EP and uh, Scavenger? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, fine line between uh, real and sane. That's yeah, fucking crazy. Was, uh, yeah, because one, yeah, that came out, and then the other one came out on uh, Stomp, right? Yeah, yeah, it did. That's fucking nuts. Yeah, it's pretty cool, actually. I know, like, I just noticed that now. No one's actually really ever done that. I know. Um, we we were all kind of like a little worried about it, but like uh, we got it. We have good company uh, with our crew, and like whenever we're you know wondering or like in doubt, like there's always someone who's like, well, it might not be ideal, but you know this is pretty cool. Yeah, and, for sure. No, like a positive, like a positive reinforcement. We we're very very positive, as um, we all have ADD and you know, ex drug and alcohol issues. So we're all very like, yeah, I'm, I'm in the same boat too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I work, I work as a chef too. So you can only imagine how that goes. Um, oh yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Um, so what's like being on stomp? Like, I guess like stomp is probably one of the biggest indie labels in Canada. Now. No. Yeah. No, no, that's correct. Yeah. Uh, at least I, I, I personally think so. Um, us being on Stomp is uh, that's as our drummer puts it, it's the one label that made sense mm-hmm. uh, for us because like you gotta remember we've been a band for quite a while and the style of music that we play it's not really like there's a lot of bands in in Canada uh, let's just say Canada or even Southern Ontario doing that anymore like it used to be like we were one out of a hundred Scottcore bands you know but now there's Maybe I, I, I can't even name ten. Yeah, it'd be you guys, forty uh, fives. Um, hold on, help me out here. What's the other other ska core band in uh, Ontario? You see them all the time. Damn it. <laughs> um, yeah, it'd be like you guys, uh, the forty fives. Um, came yeah, in the yeah, I came in the 45s. You got uh, Big Brother. Um, sometimes Ghetto Blaster will do reunion tours. Uh, Big Brother, actually, our uh, bass player just went with them to Japan a couple weeks, or sorry, a couple months ago. Yeah. Um, and then our, our manager filled in on bass for us while we were playing. Uh, Big Brothers, uh, I don't know if you know them at all, but they're they're absolutely fantastic. Like, that's, uh, that's from, like, the old days, you know? But, like everybody else that I can think of that was in a Scott Core band doesn't exist anymore. Like the Nefidovs in Windsor. Oh, there you go. That's ones. what I'm talking about too. Yeah, we used to play with them all the time, but they're not uh, not really around anymore. Like everybody from the Cal and East scene, like even the Flatliners, like it's so nice to see them succeed, uh, sorry, succeed and like do so well, but they don't really do like the, the Scott Core thing anymore, you know? No. They the f- evolved into a new sound that is their own. Well, that's the thing too is like I think with the Flatliners, uh, their first two albums are pretty Skullcore, because um, that's when they were on Fat. But I think they're yeah. more of a hardcore band now, if you will. Uh, I, I, it's more, maybe not hardcore. It's more of just like, I would find like alternative punk rock, you know? It's yeah. It's like kind of listening to uh, like Gaslight Anthem. Like that's that's where I would put them. Yeah, I would put that with the solo like, stuff, yeah. Yeah, because, like, Cresswell writes so much, like, on an acoustic guitar, and he, that guy can just go out. You know, mm-hmm. like, that guy could tour the world with just an acoustic guitar, and then when he brings it to his band at, like, the flats, and they just play his his songs that, you know, like, it, it's a good uh, it's a good representation of what can be an acoustic song compared to, like, a full band. Yeah. Whereas if, in comparison with, like, the stuff that we write, it's not to say that I couldn't go to an open mic and play it on acoustic guitar, but it's not going to sound... <laughs> sound good if I well, do it. Well, that's the I mean? thing, too, is, like, I was having the same conversation fraught with uh, uh, Joey, uh, sorry, um, Joey, Johnny Mendoza. Oh, yeah. Um, I get him on the podcast. You know them, the Mendozas, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I got him on the podcast, uh, was uh, two weeks ago, and he said the same thing, too, like, with um, translating uh, Scott Core, or even, like, some punk rock to acoustic sounds like dog shit. Yeah, it's, uh, I think that is actually, like, one thing is, uh, that proves to be, not, not, sorry, I shouldn't say proves to, mm-hmm. but something that is almost romantic and, like, very intelligent is if you can make a song, like, almost like the Pogues, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, if, 
like you could have a Pogue song you can play it like a ballad and it sounds great but you could also have a full band and it sounds like a punk rock like Celtic song yeah for sure well and that's the thing that's the thing too is like we were um like with uh, I you, I'm going to use a mainstream band right now uh, Rise yeah, Against um, oh yeah. yeah yeah I don't and maybe this is just me I don't think it's me actually but when they um <laughs> there's a lot of people I think I know that like when he when they do their acoustic shit I just I can't get into it I don't get it really um, yeah it's I don't know man it's like I when I see when I see Rise Against I want to see Fast Let's Go you know da 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 but I don't like swing life. It was almost like he was trying to be like uh, a city in color, if you will. Oh, um, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for uh, swing life away. I'm sorry. Yeah, see, I like it, I'm but then when, but, when, but when they, I like the song, but when they sat there and did a full undressed album of all the songs that they put out, I was like, mm-hmm. I couldn't get into it. I'm like, I'm not going to listen to it. Like, uh, yeah, I, I, I get that. Like, I. There's also some bands like uh, Hot Water Music is one. Like Sean from Creep Show, he was trying to tell me about Hot Water Music and how because he's he's closer to your age. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, thanks uh, for calling me old, by the way. Huh? Pardon? I said thanks for calling me old. I'm only joking. <laughs> well, you don't look a day over thirty eight. You're fine. Ah, that's fair. That's because we got three cats. <laughs> they keep you alive. They that's keep it. you alive. Keep you young. Keep, keep you long. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, go ahead. Sorry, um, Creep Show. Yeah, Sean from the Coop Show, like, he, we were, because uh, we played in a band together, so he was driving me home, and, uh, you know, he, we were talking about music, and Hot Water Music came up, and I looked at him, I told him, I was just like, because I think Cresswell from Flatliners is playing with them on guitar. Yeah, I think I he's like, he's been in the band for, what, two albums now, I think? Oh, wow. Oh, man, I think, well, I still think 2018 was, like, yesterday, so that's probably correct. Yeah, because they just released a new one last year, too, yeah. That's awesome. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Like, go ahead. Don't get me wrong. Like Chuck Reagan, like I love his acoustic stuff. Like if I'm having like a yeah. day, you know, like I'll throw that on, and it's it's you know the walk is just so much nicer down to the water. Like everything's mm. just a little bit nicer. But like with hot water music, when I was telling Sean, I was just like, I didn't get it because when I listened to hot water music, I used to have this Epitaph DVD that was like all the releases that they did over like five or ten years. Yeah. And it was all music videos, and Hot Water Music was on it, and it just, like, I watched it, but I always skipped it. Like, I don't enjoy it. Like, it's weird. Mm-hmm. Same thing when they were, same thing when they were on, like, uh, the Warp Tour 2004 DVD. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm trying to get into it, but I'm like, I don't get it. Yeah. And when I digress to him about this, like, what was it? Like, what was the thing about Hot Water Music? And he's like, oh, buddy. And I was like, you had to be there. It was a band that, like, their first album was just incredible. And then, you know, just it took off to a point where, like, they had their own sound. But he was, like, that first album, that first album was a gem, and you got to listen to it. I was like, okay. And then me being my ADD <clears throat> self, I never listened to it. That's fair. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same way, too. Like, I, I love Hot Water music, and um, I think, uh, like, early Hot Water is good. Um, yeah. I like it, like, but it took me a long time to get into hot water music because, like, I got I had the same thing too. Like, I grew up in Orange, Ontario, not too far from you because you grew up in Shelburne. Yeah, 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 dude. Um, and everyone was listening to it. And I was trying to get, I'm like, trying to put my ear to it. I think because of the fact that hot water music has their own sound, if you will. Yes. Um, yes. Correct. It's almost like it's like punk rock slash like more rock you know what i mean yes, like more yes, rock than I, punk if you will yes 100 percent blurs other bands are like more ska than punk or punk yeah ska, but i think uh, they have a lot of to punk yeah they have a lot of rock sensibility to that band and i think that's why he does really well on his solo stuff um, oh hell yeah did you did you ever get to um um chuck coles from creep show he has a a song of him. Uh, he was playing with Organ Thieves. I think it was like 2013. Yeah. And it's him and it's the two Chucks, if you will. Oh, really? Um, and he's playing one of his songs, and he's got Chuck Reagan on a on a harmonica. Really? And they're just, yeah, they're just hanging out um, outside of Riot Fest in Toronto. Well, and which one is it? Uh, which Riot Fest? The first year, or the second year? 
2013. So that would have been Oregon Thieves and Lawrence Arms. Yeah, so that was the first year, wasn't it? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, because... I still remember because that was the day I uh, maxed out my credit card. Oh, there you go. <laughs> We're at, at the show, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I call. I was living in London, Ontario at the time, and I remember lying to my boss and saying, "Like, hey, I'm sick. I'm not coming into work." <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a huge. That was a huge. Uh, like, it still happens in Chicago, but like when like it was in Toronto. Like, uh, what was it the second year? It was Descendants. Um, fuck, who else was it? I was at the side. I was absolutely zapped, but uh, oh, um. It's Descendants, and who the fuck else was it? It was huge, like the two Riot Fest in Toronto, because they were down at uh, Downsview Park, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, it was over by uh, like Front Street there, over by yeah. like Fort York. Yeah, and it's, I wish they would have brought it back to Toronto, because it was almost like a, a better band's warp Tour, if you will. Yeah, and we, we, we always talk about it in the van, like when we're, we have like, you know, we do the three-day, four-day like stints as a band, and we'll bringing up stuff it's just like man i miss warp tour like you know like that kind of stuff you know like, Riot, did Riot Fest is cool but it, it was more like a one shot kind of thing or at least with warp tour like you knew like okay we're like we're done here but we're gonna go to montreal and then once we're done in montreal we'll go like back down south <clears throat> yeah like, i know it's a traveling traveling circus if you will well that's the thing too is like i wish they'd still do warp tour i think it was great like i don't think they I don't think they should have ended it, to be honest with you. But I don't know if it was... I think it was just a point in time where it wasn't making any money. And the punk rock scene was sort of going on a downhill, if you will. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Um, I I always enjoyed War Tour, but I, I got to go, like, when I was... I had just turned 13. I remember, like, going there for the first time with my best friend, Frank. And uh, that was the first time I ever saw someone drink and drive. You know, like that, mm-hmm. like that was an experience, like no cell phone in sight. And like, you're <laughs> like, I was, I was petrified, like mm-hmm. going to this thing. And then you wait in that long line and like, you you know, you're 13 years old, you know, you know, don't look at me. I'll kill myself. Like that yeah, kind yeah. of mentality and the fear. And then like, there's all these like punk rock girls and like, you want to say hello. Like it, it was, it was fucked up. But then you go and you see all these bands and everyone's like really cool. And you get into a mosh pit for the first time, like. Yeah, I don't and, think a lot of people get to experience that. Other than like, like me and my wife, we yeah. go to punk rock bowling all the time. And uh, our manager Doug, he goes to Fest in Florida like every year. Fest is you know huge, like, yeah. Yeah, like there's so many other festivals. Like Warped Tour was a, a very special thing. If you got to experience it, you got to experience it. Yeah, but I went. Like, I, there's there's so many other things in the world, like other festivals you can go to. I went to uh, I went to all of them in uh, Ontario. Um, <clears throat> uh, what do you call it? Even the one that they had the sky dome. Remember that one too? Oh my god! Yeah, I, that was the year I did not go. Once it stopped yeah. being at Molson, uh, Molson Park, in I Barry, stopped yeah. Going. yeah, I went to the one in in Sky Dome, which was garbage because they didn't bother even opening the dome. Um, That'd be like what two thousand eight. Seven or eight, I think. Yeah, the parking yeah, was seven, seven was the last one at uh, Molson Ampa, or sorry, not at once. Say Molson Ampa. Yeah, I'm with Molson you on that Park. one too. Yeah, I know because they Molson sold it, right? And then to some construction company, whatever. Anyways, yeah. So it sucked to it sucked to you, but so you usually go to punk rock bowling too, yeah. Yeah, um, generally, like like me and my wife, we, we both love gambling. We both love uh, Vegas, so it, it's just a treat, you know. Ego, and we have uh, we have butt that we travel with from Calgary and uh, BC, and we all just pick a location, we go, and it just happens to be like punk rock bowling. We're all into punk rock. It's festival, um, you know, just Sin City. Fucking yeah. no one sleeps. It's it's beautiful. Yeah, whatever whatever happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. No, except for herpes. That shit follows you everywhere. That shit follows you everywhere. Absolutely. <laughs> um, have you ever been to the punk rock uh, museum yet or no? Yes. Uh, yeah, actually. We uh, we just did that this year. We went. Um, it was it was really cool. Efron from fucking Death by Stereo was doing a tour. Um, so how it works is you pay $100, you go for the tour, you hear um, all the stories, um of what they know, like the knowledge that they know about, like the exhibits and such. But it was so funny because uh, Efron was doing the tour, but our friend Chris, is, Chris and Allie mm-hmm. um, had gotten a, uh, you know, like a, a cameo 
you know, like the cameos people are doing. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they got a cameo for, like, a birthday. So they have all these people, like, in this tour group, and then our friends Chris and Allie were like, oh, hey, Efron. And he's, like, stopped his tour dead in the tracks and just gives them a big hug. And you see all these people that paid this money, just like, who the hell are these people? Like, why are you interrupting our tour? Yeah, yeah. Now, I think we're planning on going um, uh, this year or next year we're planning on going. So. Go, honestly, just go experience it if you get to go when it's uh lined up for a tour group if you want to pay the money it's fantastic the bar is fantastic um sitting inside of uh the gear room was probably the coolest part of it other than seeing uh tim armstrong's uh lint guitar from operation ivy and seeing billy joe's uh blue number two mm-hmm. that was absolutely like just like I-, I can't describe how amazing it was yeah like obviously like, it's cool to see like you know, some local shit, like SNFU and stuff like that. That's very nice to see. And, like, sorry, I'm just burping off some rum from last night. So good, man. Um, <laughs> I'm in the same boat. Oh, yeah? Oh. Um, but, like, getting to sit down and listening to the person who uh, was, like, the chore- choreographer. There we yeah. go. Um, in the room and they tell you exactly what the guitar is like who how long they had it and why it got donated it was really cool like i got to play buddy from the attics like explorer guitar i got to play uh brandon kelly's bass from lawrence arms i tried to play uh sound system on tim's pink guitar yeah and then trying to do that left hand when you're ready is very difficult pretty hard <laughs> and, yeah yeah, it was kind of funny because I was like, oh, man, like, I'm too hungover. Like, this sucks. And then the lady was so nice. She's like, I've heard a lot of people come in here. You, you did okay. I was like, oh, that's nice. Thanks, man. <laughs> that's a band <laughs> no one. Cool, man. Like, you can get married there if you want. You can get married and get a tattoo. The Punk Rock Museum is a place to go, buddy. Oh, really? Yeah, I know. We're, we're planning a trip down there probably either this year or next. Um, one of the bands that you mentioned, too, um, in that uh, little jaunt there, the Lawrence Arms. That sucks that they're not still around, or are they? Lawrence Arms? No, no, they're still they're still kicking. They oh. still do their thing. That's I fucking love that band, dude. Oh, dude, the for, cut it up, cut it up is one of my favorite fucking songs ever. Yeah, anything they do, anything they do is any album they put out is it doesn't suck. No, it, and, absolutely not. And he is such a good father. And yet he's such a shitbag, like, all the time. Yeah. Like, we saw him in Pooza. We're, I think it was, like, day two. Like, we had played We're Done. We're, we're like, we're just, you know, we're, we're taking our hats off for the, for the weekend. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, we don't have to do anything responsible-wise anymore. And we just, he was coming out of a convenience store across in the fucking bar. And we just yelled at him. Just obliterately, just like, Brandon! And he looked, and we're like, "Hi!" And then he just ran away. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, like even um, uh, a trauma band called the Holdouts. Uh, they remind me of Lawrence Arms a lot. Hey, Holdouts, Rick. Yeah. Rick's a good guy, man. Yeah, they're on the podcast pretty soon. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I love Rick. Rick goes back. Did you ever listen to Chainsaw Lobotomy? Yep, big fan. That's that's our uh, that's our getaway music. Whenever we think we're in trouble, we always put on uh, Chainsaw Lobotomy. Still, yes. are you? Um, so, are you guys going to the studio anytime soon? Or yes. Um, so last year, uh, I get yeah. I guess I have to say last year. It is fucking 2024 now. Mm-hmm. That's so last awesome. year we started pre-production on the album, and we just couldn't turn down shows. You know. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you have to sit down and, like, do stuff. Like, we were doing it in our off time, and it was good. But, like, too many shows and things happened, and, like, life happened. Like, some of us became parents. Some of us got engaged. Some of us uh, got, like, uh, our, just as an example, our, our trumpetist, Molly, she just got to be uh, an AV sound tech for the city of Toronto. So that was really, really big thing for her. So it was, like, going through probation period time and, like, trying to work out scheduling and stuff. Uh, so we were kind of more so working on ourselves, like getting um, 
our personal lives in order so yeah. then we can go full force with the band does that make sense yeah it totally totally does yeah you know instead of like just be like hey like you we have to do it. like it, it that shit doesn't work with the filthy radicals mm-hmm. hey if this isn't good like let's figure it out yeah. um so we did a lot of pre-production we wrote about close to 20 songs oh wow yeah um we're just trying to figure out which ones we want and uh we have a couple ideas of who we're gonna go with to uh mix record master etc um but it's kind of looking really good we have a lot of pre-production going on next week yeah which we're really excited for um it's it's gonna be kind of cool because it's just kind of like it's gonna be like um choking victim meets streetlight manifesto with a little bit of like gypsy kind of swing does that make sense yeah man yeah so it's it's gonna be like one of those things for everybody to listen to. Yeah. Know? Well, your your music is very very listenable. Um, I mean, I'm a big fan actually. Um, oh stop! Oh stop! That's enough. Um, By the way, I have to say the fact that like I had a I had a weird feeling you were from Orangeville because I noticed that you had five knuckle chuckle on here. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I know. Uh, so yeah, they played their last show last year. Um, and then they played with uh, Brutal Youth um, in, what was that big festival, like, two months ago? Not festival, like, big show two months ago, up in Yeah, Bay. yeah, yeah, it was, the, it was the Punk Street thing. There you go, yeah, yeah. So, they're on the bill with Brutal Youth, uh, Blacked Out, uh, and it was them and two other bands. Uh, yeah, I know, Corey and Scott, they're pretty cool, man. Um, sad yeah, to see them go. Uh, Corey, if I can tell you a story. So, <laughs> this is how small the world is going to get right now. When I was 13 years old, my dad dropped me off in Orangeville. Mm-hmm. Corey, Corey used to run Hardcore Sounds. Yeah, it's a great story. Uh, he used to work. I just knew him as Corey. Mm-hmm. I didn't know he was in a band. I didn't know anything about He used to work with my brother. Um, and I walked in, and I, I was so intimidated by him. And I didn't know what to do. And, you know, you have half an hour to kill. You're a little kid. (laughs) You're nervous as shit. So I found a a CD that I thought looked cool. And it was Dark Buster CD. And then I bring it up to the table. And Corey eyeballs me. And he's like, nope. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) Yeah. And I looked at him like, I was just like, I thought I made my purchase. I was like, okay, so it's like $8. Like, I'll give you money. He's like, nope. And then he took the CD away, and he's like, and then he put a song on, it and he just headbanged in front of me. I was like, okay, I don't know what to do now. Yeah, yeah, he so, um, goes for God. So let's fast forward to June. I just got back from Vegas. My voice is gone because of the desert air and me screaming my guts out at Punk Rock Bowling, and I had to play a show with Corey outside of Alternative in Orangeville. When was this? This is in June, dude. This year. Really? I didn't hear yeah, this he show. Yeah, he was uh, he was playing in uh, Crooked Kings. He plays bass. Oh, I didn't know about that band. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah, 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 I did. I'm an idiot. Yeah. No, no, you're all, you're all good. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. thought it was so funny because I brought that story up to him. And he was like, holy shit. I'm so happy I didn't play you by that CD. Yeah, he... Um... <laughs> He, uh, I've spent a lot of money in that fucking store, dude. And don't... and I still have a hardcore sound sweater. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's chilling in the fucking closet. I can't get rid of it. It's too small for me, but I, I will not get rid of it. No, it's um, yeah, that that store was a big uh, a big thing in my life. Like I used to sit there and go there every Thursday. You used to get paid from Zare's Markets after cutting all the meat. And then in Orangeville, and then walk up, hike up the road, and then it was like Thursday. I think the order came in on like eleven o'clock, ten thirty in the morning, mm-hmm. and uh, I used to sit there and like watch them open shit. I'm like, "What's that about?" He's like, "Oh, that's a good one. You want that one?" I'm like, "Really?" He's like, "Oh yeah." And anyways, it ended up being Cigar, the band Cigar, which oh yeah yeah yeah, I love Cigar. That fucking band can do no wrong either but that one album they put out they only have two they put out one on fat this year 
and then they put out one 20 years ago. Um, but that's uh, that first album. Anyways, Alex Store in general, Scott and Corey, yeah, they're I had <clears throat> sorry, I had uh, Scott on too and uh, Corey on the pod. So, and, oh no shit. Yeah, man, and uh, Corey's in a bunch of other bands too. He's in a band called Old Two with uh, Greg Dawson. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. BWC Studios. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So he was on the podcast not too long ago. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Small world, man. That's fucking. I didn't know like you're from fucking Shelburne. That's fucking crazy, dude. Well, you had to fucking do your research there, bud. Well, it's, I do some <laughs> of it. I don't do all of it. I I listen to the tunes. I'm just fucking with you, brother. Yeah, you're it's all, all good. good. It's all good. Uh, I just hey, uh, I don't. Can I, I ask you? Can I ask you a question though? Yeah, yeah go. Okay, so you are a little bit older than me. Did you ever get to? Did you get to experience Caledon East? Oh yeah, back in the day, I did yeah, that was good. With yeah. um, Heat Scores, Flatliners, Ill Scarlet, Ill Scarlet, yeah, um, Ill Scarlet's out of Hamilton now. Um, but yeah, back in the weird. day, we we played with them in. Oh god, what was the last time I played with them? November two thousand seventeen, two thousand eighteen. Yeah, they're based Mark. out of Hamilton right now. Um, I was gonna go see them at uh, what was? There's a bar, a punk rock bar in Hamilton. I always forget the name of it. Doors. Um, yeah, that's it. Um, yeah. And then, uh, but yeah, they moved to Hamilton. Yeah, who else was there? Flatliners, um, uh, Wheels on the Bus. They're sort of like Hell and East, like. Brampton. I never saw Wheels on the Bus. Yeah, they're good. They got back together for the Five Knuckles show. I think they're doing new stuff too. They're it's like a they're like a post like emo hardcore band. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, the, so that was more my my drummer and bass player scene. Yeah. I I was always that you know friend like smoking a cigar outside. Mm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I I wasn't that wasn't my thing. Like we used to go to hardcore shows all the time, and I was just like. Why does everyone like? I was always that mm. scrawny Mohawk guy. I was like, "Why is everyone in a hoodie so mad?" Yeah. Like, why? Why do they have their? Why, why, like, why, why, the what's the deal? Why do they still have their hair over their eyes? They can't see shit. Um, <laughs> right. That was my. Uh, yeah, I know. I was there too, and then uh, the Brampton scene, like the Irish Center in Brampton. Um, oh, the, the Brampton scene, dude! Uh, a thousand percent, my number one Brampton band. Mm-hmm. Corporation. Is who? Sorry. Corporation. Corporation, yeah, they're good too. Yeah, dude, they're fan. I'm so fucking honored to play with uh, Derek from Corporation. We play with uh, Sean from the Creep Show and me and Cody from the Rats mm-hmm. in the Bank Shots uh, Operation Night cover band, and it's so like amazing getting to play with him and like hearing stories from like all the fucking days like because they they were the band like they did not stop like they played like almost like what was it, like 300 shows like corporation oh yeah yeah man. like dude they were everywhere yeah they were they, they played were a lot they played every weekend too back in the day like they were oh, like friday yeah. saturday night and sometimes sundays after church yeah dude yeah man they were a great band too um he was in another band too wasn't he um Maybe I got the wrong uh, he, yeah, It was uh, the Rock-Ons. He played yeah. bass for a bit. Yeah. But it wasn't... I don't think it was permanent. No, I don't think so either. No, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, but that, yeah. that was a... Oh, fuck, man. That's a long time ago. Well, I'm 42. You're what? 34? That'd be what? 2000? I'm going <laughs> to say 1? Maybe 99? No, That's... not 99. It would have been fucking like at least 2000. 2011, 2012. What, really? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Okay, I'm because going back. Me, I'm we, going further back than... Okay, yeah. Because, dude, honestly, we... Me and my drummer, I was living in London, and he had just joined our band, Jackson. Mm-hmm. And he must have been in the band for a year. So this yeah. must have been 2009. And we got stranded in London because we took... We took some pills that were given to us, and they all hit at the same time. Does That's that make awesome. Sense? Yeah, it's, I've done that plenty of times. Yeah, so <laughs> it kind of went. So half of us went up, half of us went down, and we're like, "Okay, we can't drive. Yeah. Where? Who do we know that is close? Like that we can just like, 
let's ride this out kind of thing. So we, we end up going to our friend Alex Friesen's house, mm-hmm. who happened to have, like, two of the Deuce of Rock-Ons, like, oh, nice. who were just there in London, Ontario. And we're there, they're, like, they, they're so hospitable, they give us beer, they make sandwiches, like, it, it, it was very, very nice. But, like, <laughs> watching these Deuce of the Rock-Ons started to show us a video and be like, yo, do you know Goldfinger? I was like, like the band? Yeah, I know Goldfinger. What about it? He was like, I got a video to show you. So he pulls up old YouTube. By the mm. way, anyone listening to this, YouTube used to be pixelated as shit, and it was, yeah, it was terrible. Yeah. Um, he's like, watch this. It was like, Darren Pfeiffer eats a fucking Twinkie at a mass. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. And that, that was the night, and he just kept on repeating it and like making us watch this. Like, look at it. Look at it. Isn't it cool? I was like, okay. Yeah. That's I was a, like, I, I'm, not, I'm 19 and very, very high. I would like to just calm down. I would like, like I don't to need shut my eyes and hopefully it'll go away. Yeah, man. I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> back in the day, was like, even like, I'm glad, like, also, too, the scene sort of coming back to, um, like, this, like, the Scott Horse scene, even the skate punk scene, too, in, uh, in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, like, with, like, labels like Stomp. Like, Stomp's been around forever. Um, it's awesome around forever, man. And yeah. you know what? It's it's probably the coolest thing I've personally I've ever got to experience in my life. Yeah, it's just um, they're so family oriented. They take care of their people. They actually just ask you if you're okay. You know, it's not a yeah. business transaction with them. If they like you, they like you, and it, it's nothing but love. You know. Yeah, and there's and there's lots of like, like even like with Big Al too, like with Curse of Blessing Records, like with the bands mm-hmm. on that label too, like it's almost like you're starting sort of seeing um, another round of like punk rock and ska core and even hardcore yeah, in in Canada, right? Like even um, I did a podcast. I don't know if you know the band One of Us from uh, Winnipeg. Uh, no, no, I don't. You got it. That's an album. It's their first album, and you have to check that thing out. Like I got. Oh, like, dude! Please, please send me a link. Yeah, I, I'd well, love to hear it. Because they're um, they got like number. Uh, I don't know if you follow the IG account, uh, Punk Rock Vinyl. They're they're on their list, and like the fucking. Was oh yeah, Punk Rock Vinyl. They just did uh, Codefendants, just one over uh, Rancid love- and uh, Dawson Souls. I will take that any day of the week. That album, Defcons, is probably my favorite song. I've listened to that song probably 5,000 times. That album, and that's the thing, too, is, like, it's hilarious. Like, I like Rancid. Do me wrong. Okay. Um, and I get shit for this all the fucking what, what, time. Why did you hesitate there? Okay. <laughs> I like the first three albums. They're good. Okay. But everything, see, it starts sounding like the same record. Right? I don't know. But, you know what you should do? Yeah. You should do yourself a favor. Yeah. If you can get a copy of it, I, I gave mine away. I mm. shouldn't have. Uh, it was my buddy was having a hard time, and I was like, hey, I got something for you. Because yeah. he, he was living out of his car. Yeah. And uh, all he had was a CD player. So I, I gave him a stack of CDs yeah. that I, uh, I got gifted, you know, like from festivals and like yeah. going to parties and shit. And. I wish I didn't give it to him. It was all of Rance's B sides. Oh yeah, what's uh, what's that album? Oh fuck, man! It, it's just called B sides. <clears throat> Is it good though? It's fucking golden, dude. Hey right, man, I will listen to it tomorrow, and I will get back to that, it. Like honestly, like that's one. If you got it, like just throw it on, cook some food, like you know what I mean. Like it's it's just a good listen. Okay, I'm with you on that one. Um, yeah. Oh, I will for surely check it out. Like, I don't get it wrong. Like, I like, and I'll come the walls and, you know, like, let's go and stuff like that. But, uh, Codependence, when they, when they got number one, and even that Bouncing Souls record was actually pretty good, too. Um, yeah, like, it, it's also weird to, like, put things in competition. Mm-hmm. Like, actually, you know, yeah. it's not, it's not like, like, I understand what they're doing. It's not a sports team. Like, mm-hmm. music is. It's all selective, like of people, what people like. Like, it's yeah. not like it's a uh, who's gonna actually like get in the battlefield and like do better than the other. Like, yeah, I understand about? what they're doing. Like, they're just introducing like new uh, bands to um, doing the whole voting thing. Like, oh, well, I haven't heard of that band, so I'm gonna go look. Right? 
yeah, which yeah. I totally get it, right? But yeah, co-defense, I think that fucking album rules, dude. Oh, dude, it's fucking cool. And it's even better, too, because we got to play with Get Dead this year. Mm-hmm. And if I can say anything about a band, because mm-hmm. I thought the Philly Radicals partied. Holy fucking shit, dude. Oh, yeah, no. I, we, have, we have nothing. We have nothing on Get Dead. I was... Uh, I partied with them when they were in Toronto at the Bovine. They went to the Bovine after. Yeah, we played. Holy fuck. That, that, that was our show, dude. Yeah. Um, no, no, it was like years ago though. Oh, no, it wasn't this year. No, no, it's like when fucking their first album came out or the second album came out. Oh, that would have been so cool. Okay, yeah. all right, tell me. Okay, you tell me your story then. Oh fuck, dude. I don't know. Whatever. I say a bunch of shit on here, anyways. Um, like it was fucking like it was like in the fucking. Just, just keep it PG. You'll be fine. No, fuck it. Um, it was we're at the uh, bovine and dude, I. Have I saw the biggest bag of fucking cocaine in my whole entire life? I was I was in the fucking bathroom and I was taking a dump, and I'm like, okay, whatever, get up. I'm like, hey guys, great, uh, great show, da, da, da. Like, yeah, and they just fucking rail it all out, and you're like, you all want it? I said, sure. <laughs> and then after that it was I'm not going to say it was downhill it was pretty much uphill because it was a good time they know how to party I was going to say it's like I, I've never like even talking to Mike because uh, he was like curled up a little bit like outside <laughs> when we played I was like Mike you okay he's like I drank straight whiskey like all yesterday and I'm feeling pretty good today I was like oh cool <laughs> yeah it's like and it's fuck man like even like looking at like when they play it's like oh fuck I don't know they're probably one of the fucking hardest bands and they doesn't one of them still live with Fat Mike too um who Sam I think so I think he's still living with Fat Mike no uh Mike lives in Vegas dude no like from like when he was living in California Oh, no, 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 Mike had his, uh, it, it, I could be wrong, but I think Mike had his own, like, little little house and compound, and I think he might have sold it, because our, our friend Jen at the time was dating him, and she was, like, we were checking in on her to make sure everything's cool, um, but they broke up, and she moved to Hollywood, if, um, I, I could be wrong, like, don't, don't quote me on it. No, it's all good. Um, but then I talked to, uh, Tally, uh, Nubs, mm-hmm. and just checking in with her and she was just like oh it's like it's okay Vegas is cool like Mike lives here now like he bought a house or whatever I'm like oh okay well that's cool I'll see you punk rock bowling I'm just like hey you know yeah. um, but I think Sam still lives in California I think he owns a house and uh, the one thing I like about Sam is uh, he actually says it too because he's a landlord and he only rents out his proper, uh, properties to felons like ex-felons oh really Oh fuck yeah, dude! Like he—he's such a sweet person. I we when we play with him, I went up to him. I was like, "Hey man," I was like, "I want to tell you straight up, I love your music, and I'd love to have a beer with you." And here's like, you know, welcome to Canada kind of thing. And I gave him a bag of weed mm-hmm. with a filthy radical sticker, like to close it. He's like, "Oh, share for share," and then he hands me like a pre-roll. Mm-hmm. And I was I was so intimidated by this roll, dude, to the point where I gave it to uh, my drummer's wife. I'm like, "Yo, I can't smoke this." <laughs> Yeah, I know, like, we uh, we smoke weed, too. I usually smoke the, uh, uh, well, I go to the dispensaries, whatever, but I also like buying a big bag of weed off, you know, your buddies that grow in the backyard, right? Oh, but, uh, dude, honestly, there's no reason, like, if they've opened the laws, if we're getting into this conversation, they've opened the laws to the point where, like, if you don't grow your own weed, you're fucking weird. Yeah, for sure, like, yeah. What do you do? Like, throw, throw it in a bag, throw it in the fucking freezer. What are you doing? Yeah, that's what we do the same thing. Like we, yeah. we have two bags in the freezer at all the time. It's like, like don't go into the dispensary. <laughs> it's Christmas gifts, man. That's it, man. Like going, uh, going to the dispensary is cool and stuff like that. Like you can get some dues that'll fucking throw you over for the fucking moon. That's I like, uh, I like the drinks and I like the, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, the vape pens, the cartridges. Yeah, they're good too. I like those too. Actually, yeah. I'm smoking one right now, actually. Well, well, it's just nice because, like, hey, you, you know, <clears throat> having a hard day, like, you wake up, you can just have a little toke, everything's dope. You can, uh, mm. if you're in a, a tour van or, like, just going to a show and, you know, you're not allowed to smoke in the car, you can just vape and you're fine. Yeah, for And sure. everyone's chill. So, you guys have any uh, shows uh, lined up uh, for 2024? 
Uh, yeah, actually. Right on. Uh, we got January uh, 6th. Fuck. January 6th. Holy crap. Soon, man. That's fucking, like, a couple days. We gotta go to Montreal. We're playing a uh, birthday show for our friend That's You. Okay. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be us, Chuck Coles, and then uh, the Bank Shots, the Operation Ivy cover band. Okay. Yeah, so we're, that's it's just it's a turbo house. It's gonna be fucking fantastic. If uh, if anyone in Montreal is hearing this, it's a free show. Come on out, it's gonna be a good time. Yeah, I know. Um, um uh, there's a punk rock band, Family Man. They're from Montreal. Um, oh shit! Cool. Yeah, I think they've got a few shows coming up. You guys doing any festivals too, or? Uh, we're mainly focused. We we will. Um, but right now it's mainly album. We're mainly working on the album. We got to get it out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like last year was cool. Like we, like I was uh, saying earlier, you know, we got to get ourselves up to a certain point where we're all okay. But I think we're at that point now where the album is uh, priority mm-hmm. over shows right now. Cool, man. Well, Doesn't uh, mean we're not going to play shows though. <laughs> no, that's fair, right? Like hopefully you guys uh, um, play a few shows in Alora. Um, and even Fergus, whatever. I don't know. Screw that, man. Come to Orangeville. Yeah. Are you guys, <laughs> guys doing shows in Orangeville or no? No, no, no. We, no. Are, we were lucky enough to... Uh, uh, Shane from uh, Alternative was very, very generous to have us out. Yeah. You know, and we're like, oh, man, we haven't played Orangeville in years. Because the last time we played Orangeville was like Spaghetti Factory and the cops showed up. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, uh, yeah, they helped us... Yeah, I, 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 that's a story for when I see it. I won't get. It's all good, man. I've known Shane for years. Um, yeah. That that man actually just—he uh, has his dream right now. He opened up a cannabis shop right beside the store. Yeah, man. Yeah, so I'm uh, pretty pleased that he's doing that. So. Yeah. But anyways, uh, Kyle, thanks for doing the podcast. Oh, buddy, Sean, it, it was a it was a, a absolute pleasure, yeah. pleasure to be on. So, so yeah, I know, man, we talked for 51 minutes and 40 seconds. So that's a pretty good one. And small <laughs> world too, man, because uh, I grew up in Orangeville and you grew up in, uh, we should do another one about like all the Orangeville, Cal and East and Shelburne bands. That's what we should do. Hell that, you know what we should do? We should yeah. go to Giant's Pizza in Orangeville. We'll sit down and we'll actually do it like uh Do it live? Like, Done. Yeah, give me a Coke and a large slice of pepperoni on there. And then we can go to the beer store across the road. That's right, and the 7-Eleven's right there. Actually, there's a bowling alley right across the road now. Yeah, I saw that. It's uh, it's an arcade too, isn't it? Or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you want to do that? Let's do that. Let's do that. Let me know. We'll, uh, yeah, we'll go bowling and we'll do the podcast from there. How's that? I'm down for that. As okay. long as we get Johnny's. Done. Okay, buddy. All right. All right, cheers. All right, cheers. Bye. Bye.